Welcome to the Exam Room Rambles Podcast, where veterinarian Dr. Tracy Westergaard shares the same tips, opinions, and explanations she gives you in the exam room, only without barking dogs or hissing cats. We're really glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Hello, this is Dr. Tracy, and I am back for a third podcast on routine surgical procedures spay and neutered and this is the one you guys have been waiting for i know this is all about cat neuters i have always wanted to do like a cat neuter marathon and wouldn't it be awesome to see how many cats i could neuter in a day i feel like that would be just amazing gift to the world now i would have to have support staff i would have to have people that would do the pre-anesthetic, get them sleepy, wake them up and prep them, but then they could just keep bringing me cats. We don't have enough cages to do that at Marshall Animal Clinic, and that's just a silly dream I have. But someday, someday I'm going to neuter like a gazillion cats in one day, and I'm going to sleep so good that night, knowing the world is a better place with less tomcats. For real. Okay, so we've talked about dogs up until this point, and now we're talking about cats. Now we do do cat a little different. We use different drugs in anesthesia. So with cat neuters, we don't necessarily need them to be 100% asleep. We need them to be heavily sedated and then we do local lidocaine in their testicles. So we do not intubate cats for neuters. Now if they're having another procedure done in addition to their neuter, like a dental cleaning or a declaw, then we will intubate. But if we're just doing a straightforward neuter, we do that with heavy sedation and local anesthesia. But I need to step backwards to the beginning. Just like dogs, with cats, we need you to hold them off food the night before, and that is to prevent any kind of regurgitation or vomiting while they're sedated to prevent aspiration and aspiration pneumonia. Water is fine. They can drink all they want. But at midnight, you better pull that food up and then make sure they don't have access to it in the morning. Just like with dogs, we'd like you to bring your cat in in the morning during your scheduled time. And though we may not be doing that surgery first thing in the morning, we still need you to drop them off so we have time for pre-op blood work and prep work. Cats aren't always as agreeable for blood draws with us, but they usually are. But as a general rule, we have to sedate more cats than dogs prior to their blood draw to take the edge off. Cats are a little higher stress than dogs, and sometimes when we have dogs and cats in the same room, um, dogs that are, excuse me, cats that are not used to dogs can be especially fearful, and we want to minimize that fear. We do not want them to associate the vet clinic with a bad place. We don't want them to be under stress. So we will just give them a little sedation so they're less stressed when we work with them. Now, we use similar drugs to what we use in dogs. We use that torbogesic butorphanol, the dexdomator, and then we also use a little more ketamine and midazolam in cats. We use just a little different cocktail depending on the procedure. But we're talking cat neuters today. So whether we sedate them before or after the blood work, it doesn't seem to matter. We're going to sedate them with the same thing. Prior to that sedation, we're going to give them an oral dose of a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. We do use a drug called meloxicam or Onsiar. One of them is off-label, meaning it's not specifically designed to be used orally in cats, though it's been proven safe and effective. Now, cats are different than dogs in the way that they metabolize non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. They hang on to them a long time. 
if you give a cat a dose of aspirin, which I strongly discourage you from ever doing, that aspirin is going to be in their system for like three days. So they metabolize these drugs very differently than other species. So we use a lower dose and we can use it way less frequently. So for our cat neuters, we usually do one dose of a nonsteroidal anti-inflammatory prior to sedation, and that can be either oral or injectable. We give them their sedation, provided their blood work is good, and we do similar blood work to what we do in dogs. We do a CBC, we do a little mini chemistry to check their liver and their kidneys, and then one super important test that we do if they have not already had it done is the IDEX triple test. That tests for FIV, a virus, feline leukemia virus, both retroviruses, both deadly, and then feline heartworm disease, which we do not see a lot of, but there's always the potential there. And um, if your cat has not had that test done during its kittenhood visits, we'll definitely do it prior to surgery. So they're sleepy, their blood works good, they've had their pain medication in. The next thing we do is prep them for surgery. So we use local lidocaine in the testicles. That works super fast, usually within a minute. So we inject it into the space just under the skin. And then we go ahead and prep. Now, we do not use an electric clipper on cat testicles. We actually pluck them, kind of like you'd pluck your eyebrows. That just creates a little bald scrotum. We scrub that with a chlorhexidine and alcohol scrub. While the technician is scrubbing everything good, the doctor is scrubbing also. We do use instruments that are sterile, but we don't need a full sterile pack for a cat because we really only need three things to neuter a cat. We need a surgical blade or a laser cutting to cut the skin. And then we need a forceps to tie the knot around the testicle. And then we need gauze, basically, to strip the testicle. We don't do any suture material in a cat neuter. We actually, once we have the testicle exteriorized, we use the own cord, which is very thin. It's about the thickness, um, smaller than like your charging cord for your cell phone. And we're able to tie it as a knot on itself, which is really nice because we're not leaving any foreign material in the cat. We also don't stitch the incision shut. Now, these incisions are very small over the testicles. Cat testicles, especially in kittens, are super tiny. So we leave that open. And you know what? Cats don't lick it. They don't bother it. They don't miss a beat. It is amazing. I think in my almost 20-year career, I've had like one maybe two cat neuters become infected. And I think it's just cats are such good cleaners. Now you'd think with them being in and out of the litter box, they wouldn't be, but they're not. So the cat neuter is a very quick procedure and we don't stitch anything. They don't need to come back for a recheck or any kind of suture removal unless you're concerned about it. So that lidocaine is going to be in their system for a while. So usually when they wake up from their sedation, they're pain-free their pain medication is kicked in. Now, one additional thing that we do for our cats that we don't do for our dogs, and that is a dose of sub subcutaneous fluid. So that's like a fluid bubble in their neck. We do that for two reasons. The first one is when dogs feel lousy, they seek out their owner. They come to their owner and they pout and they're very needy. 
when cats don't feel great or they're a little disoriented or feel a little yucky from the anesthetic drugs, they hide. They don't go to the water bowl. They don't go to the litter box. So just by the nature of, of how cats respond in stressful situations, we want them to be especially hydrated. The other thing is because I told you how cats were so much more sensitive to non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, we want to make sure that they're super duper hydrated to metabolize those drugs and not hurt their kidney. We normally don't send cat neuters home with any real exercise restrictions. Now, if they are like an outdoor tomcat and you're doing the right thing by neutering some farm cats or, or feral or stray outdoor cats, we do recommend you keep them confined or kenneled for 24 hours before you turn them loose. But if this is your house, house cat, they can jump, they can play, they can get where they need to be, especially if they're totally awake. If they're still a little disoriented when you get them home from the sedation that we use, maybe keep them confined to one room of the house with their food, water, and litter box. Some cats will eat right away that night after surgery or a partial meal. Some cats won't. Again, as long as they're eating within 24 hours, no vomiting, no diarrhea, we don't get too excited. So you can see why I love cat neuters. They're just so easy. There's so very few complications. I love them. I love them a lot. Okay, you know where to find us. We are at the Marshall Animal Clinic, marshallanimalclinic.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. And of course, you can always call 507-537-1537. If you want specifically to talk to me or you have an idea for this show, a comment or a question that is not about your personal animal, you can email me at examroomrambles at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you.